Second Samuel chapter six. By Yosef O David et Kol Bochur be Yisrael Shiloshim Elif. David again assembled all the picked men of Israel thirty thousand. What does it mean again? Because at the end of the previous chapter, there are battles which David fights first against the Yavusi, and then he fights against the Pushtim. The Pushtim seem to be a very formidable enemy, and yet David defeats the Philistines in two battles. He defeats them in verse 20 of the previous chapter in Baal Pratzim, and he defeats them in the second battle, uh, which he uh, gets divine assistance. In the second battle, he routes the Philistines from Geva all the way to Gezer. And now he says, David gathered, again, assembled, all the pig men of Israel, 30,000, and one thinks that there's going to be another war. Why would you gather 30,000 picked men? But in fact, it's not about a war, surprisingly. In the very next verse, So David sets out from Baalei Yehuda to bring up from there the Ark of God, to which the name was attached, God's name was attached, the name Lord of hosts, enthroned on the Kruvim. Why do you need 30,000 picked men, that is to say soldiers, to bring up the ark? And it's interesting, it's put in terms of David continued, by Yosef o David. So it sounds like there is a connection between what's happening previously in chapter 5 and what happened in chapter 6. And I would add to this that the next verse is also interesting. They loaded the Ark of God into a new cart. They conveyed it. So how they transporting the Ark? They're transporting the Ark in a wagon. Now the truth is, when you read the book of Chronicles, the book of Chronicles faults David for transporting the ark in a wagon because the Torah is very clear in the beginning of the book of Bamidbar, the Torah is very clear that the sacred objects of the tabernacle, and nothing is more sacred than the ark, are carried. They're not put in wagons. They're carried on the shoulders. In the book of Chronicles, David is faulted for that. What's very interesting, though, that in our version, in Shmuel, it doesn't mention explicitly about not throwing it into the wagon, but rather on the shoulders. But there is a different critique over here. And that is, they took it and put it into an Agalach Adasha. That's the way the Philistines actually sent the ark back in the beginning of the book of Shmuel, after they had captured the ark in the great defeat of Shiloh, and then they are plagued when the ark is in their presence, and they send it back in Agalach Adasha. So there's something about the way David is treating the ark, that the book wants us to read this in light of what the Pushtim do in the beginning of the book of Shmuel. In fact, there's something else curious over here, 
and that is Vayisa Uhu. They conveyed it. Now they didn't convey it on their shoulders. There the Torah says Bakatev Yisau, but they Vayisa Uhu in the wagon. Interesting because in the previous chapter, in verse twenty-one of chapter five, after David defeated the Philistines in Baal Pratzim. It says, The Philistines left their gods there, their idols there. David and his men, Now some translations translate, and David and his men burnt them. And the reason for that, I think, is because in the version in Divrei Hayamim, it says, that David and his men burnt the idols. can mean to burn, Rarely it does. There's a verse in Psalms where burning is suggested, but for the most part, it means to carry. It means, it means to carry in chapter 6. The chronicle doesn't like the idea of David carrying off the idols. Why would you carry off the idols? You burn them. But in the book of Shmuel, we have David and his men carrying off the idols, Vayisa'em, and now we have Vayisa'u mi'beit avinadav. So I believe there is a critique over here. David is treating the ark in an incorrect fashion. How so? Because David is, in a sense, trying to force the ark to go where it may not want to go. Why do you need 30,000 soldiers to transport an ark? And you throw it into a wagon. So the critique over here has to do not so much with the technicality. That's the chronicler's version. It has to do with, initially, David brings it the wrong way. And what happens when David brings it up and he's dancing before the ark, in verse number 6, they came, to, they came to the threshing place of Nachon, and Uzzah reached out and he grabbed the ark, for the oxen had stumbled. God was incensed for Uzzah's indiscretion. It's not clear what Shao means. He did something wrong. He died there besides the Ark of God. David was very distressed. Distressed. Three more instances of the word Peretz. And it links up to the previous chapter of Baal Pratzim. In that story, God had caused my enemies to be defeated, like the breach of water, Baal Pratzim. But over here, we have Peretz Uzzah. What was Uzzah's crime? Uzzah seems like a good fellow. The ark is starting to fall, so he grabs the ark. Perfectly rational thing to do. You're in a synagogue, you see a Sefer Torah, perhaps slipping from someone's hands, you rush to catch it. But the point of the book, and this is a very important point in the book of Shmuel, if the ark is falling in this book, God wants it to fall. Goren Nachon. Nachon means the firm place. God doesn't want to go any further. Because David is trying to bring God to David's city. And you can't force God to go to David's city. In fact, quite the opposite should be the case. David should want to go to God's city, which is what happens in this chapter. But the chapter doesn't begin that way. The chapter begins with taking the ark 
which is called shame, which is called name, which represents God. The name of the Lord of hosts Yoshev HaKeruvim and Vayarkivu. They loaded it into a wagon. So it's not about a technicality here. It's about thinking you're going to bring God to where you want God to go. And if there's any one great truth in this book, you can't force God to go where God doesn't want to go. And David learns that lesson in this chapter. And later on, he demonstrates he fully understands this. But this is the mistake. And what David does in the chapter is, when David sees this, he sends the, temporarily sends the ark away. He sends it, we are told, to the house of Oved Edom Hagiti. Oved Edom Hagiti. Now in the book of Chronicles, which is very interesting in the many ways that it differs from the accounts in the book of Shemuel, not our topic right now, in the book of Chronicles, Oved Edom Hagiti is a Levite. I must confess, it's a very strange name for a Levite. Oved is one who serves. In the book of Shemuel, David, in fact, in the very next chapter is called Avdi. God calls David my servant. Edom, an Edomite. We know David is an Admoni. So Edom is not an inappropriate term for David. And of course, Giti from Gat. David lives in, lived in Gat with Achishmelech Gat. In fact, he tried to go there twice. Succeeded once. So Oved Edom HaGiti is an alter David figure. So it means that David is not ready yet. David understands. The ox not ready to come to me. Have to wait for a sign from God. And God will tell me when God is willing to have the ark come with me. And if the ark does come with me, and that's the rest of the chapter, David won't treat it the same way. Because it's not that the ark is coming to David's city. That is true. But it's more that the ark will reside in David's city and give David permission, as it were, to live in God's city. And that's what happens in the second half of the chapter.